is KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. My name is Indra. You're listening to the Morning Sun Alternative. And I am so happy to welcome Sam Amadon into the studio today. Hi, Sam. Hello, hello. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Um, ahead of your show tonight at Daniels Hall at Swallow Hill, um, where you're going to be playing with a trio, I believe. Yeah. But today we just have you and your guitar and your banjo a little bit later. So um, let's start out with some music. No problem. Shots were fired from the darkest moment Like a child speaking to a stranger Fantastic. Thank you. Really beautiful <clears throat> stuff. So that's from your latest album, Falling Mountain? That's correct. Great. And that came out earlier this year. And um, is are you going to be playing mostly material from that tonight? Uh, we will play material from the new record, but when I play a show, I sort of play songs yeah. from all over the place. Yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's safe to say that you kind of grew up with music around you all the time yeah um your parents are both musicians and um i think i read that you started the fiddle at age three that's true yes um so it would be great if you could tell our listeners a little uh, a little bit about um some of your experiences with music as a young person as a listener and a learner well i grew up uh, as you said in vermont in brattleboro vermont my parents peter and mary alice amadon are great folk musicians and 
When you think of folk music, you sort of think of like Bob Dylan or somebody mm -hmm. strumming a guitar and singing like I'm doing right now. But actually, their version of folk music was much more um, the sort of community sides of music making, like folk dancing, contra dancing, yeah. um, community singing, like shape note singing, which some people might know about if they're listening, or you know, various forms of just you know people together making music. And for them, um, it wasn't so much about singing alone with a guitar as more like fiddle tunes and mm -hmm. banjo tunes and just the various elements of music as part of your life. And everybody in that area in sort of Vermont, there's so much of that in that yeah. community. They, it was very intentional. They all moved there and had kids and started, you know, re, you know, in, have that environment at like the folk zone where you just like let the dance <laughs> the and all that stuff. <laughs> I, was, I was born in the folk zone. And, um, and it was just sort of in the background and then and I got really into playing the fiddle. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I also, it wasn't like we didn't, you know, I... I mostly until I was like 11, I really only listened to like fiddle tune music. That was like, but it was my choice. You know, that's what I was into. And then as a teenager, I started listening much more broadly. And I still was focused on playing the fiddle, but I started, you know, discovering all different kinds of music. And it took a while for that stuff to find its way into my own music, mm -hmm. but it, it did eventually. Yeah. And so uh, one of those genres, I guess, is um, free jazz. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I basically, uh, as a teenager, I was playing a lot of Irish fiddle. And um, and there was the Appalachian folk music, you know, in the which was around, but it was not so much what I was into. But then what happened is that when I was around 15 years old, um, I there was a CD of Doc Boggs, who mm -hmm. was a coal miner and a folk singer from North Carolina, and there was something really raw about his singing that I really loved. All and even though that the old time stuff had sounded kind of rough to me before that, but all of a sudden this rawness of these ballads was really spoke to me. And there was also CDs uh, at the CD store that I've in Brattleboro <laughs> that were like, and I was like, what are these CDs? They look all weird. And I bought, it was like Albert Eiler, who's a saxophone player, and Ornette Coleman, and Miles Davis, and and Don Cherry. And it was just like all these people. And it's quote unquote free jazz. But if you think about free jazz, you sort of think of like yeah. blistering noise, you know, loud yeah. saxophones, which Not is that. amazing. I'd listen to a lot of that. <laughs> but, and there's some of that on this record. But, but a lot of the actual music that came at that time, like Pharaoh Sanders, and Don Cherry was actually very funky and very mu musical. That, that was song-based and simple melodies. Mm -hmm. And it was just about breaking away from the um, bebop thing, which I also love. But, you know, it was it was about just, like, finding their own path. And instead of just playing a style, just trying to come up with a style of their own in a way. Yeah. And just play melodies that were really meaningful to them instead of just learning scales or whatever. And and so that's what I was inspired by on this album. It was not so much that I wanted to make like... It, yeah. There's it, not like a blistering noise. Don't worry. Like if you buy the record, there's like lots of songs and banjo and acoustic guitar. But it is written... It is my first album of original music. My previous five mm -hmm. albums are all fo reworked folk songs. Yeah. So this album is entirely original. And... And it it's it was just the idea of just trying to be inspired by the way that they tried to adopt their own personal like whatever was intriguing to them they just did that. Yeah. So on this album, I was intrigued by this true free jazz drummer Milford Graves, and he came and played on the record. But I was also intrigued by my friend Shazad, who just is a beautiful musician and plays really interesting melodies in the guitar, and we would work on stuff together. You know, so it was it came from a lot of different little worlds. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you answered all my questions. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, all right, let's hear another song sure this is from the new album as well it's called warren and the text okay. the text of this comes from a ancient uh very very old english poem that has also been used set to music for shape note songs but this is my own setting mm -hmm. 
sleep, tiny sleep. Come close thine eyes, tired with beholding vanities. Da Sleep down, he sleep that drives away the toils and follies of the day. Da, da, da. An empty tale. Welcome, welcome, sweet sleep. Some sure support, some sure support against despair. Da, da, da. The flame is low. The lamps burn low The end of a train of thought da, da, da. An empty tale Time withered in and out, an empty tale with each declining That's my favorite song from the album. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I really love it. Um, for our listeners out there who are just joining us, this is KG and you, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. We are so lucky to have Sam Amadon in the studio with us today ahead of his performance at Swallow Hill tonight. And you're also going to be at E-Town on Sunday. Yes, with Vass and Viss and the great yeah. Swedish trio. <laughs> so two chances to catch him um, in Denver and Boulder. Um, I'm really glad you played that, not just because I like it, but... Um, you mentioned shape note singing, and um, it would be great if you talked a little bit about that for yes. some of our listeners who don't so know. So shape note singing, <clears throat> which has also been called sacred harp singing, is a kind of folk hymn tradition. And um, 
it's this very raw way of singing. And what happened is it started in New England in the late 1700s, and it was the Puritan era, right? And so um, in the church, in the Puritan churches, the music was quite boring because they were scared <laughs> of anything that felt good. So there was no harmonies in the church. And the young people were who were in the society and were good Puritans would go to church and they were just not compelled by that music. Meanwhile, down in the taverns, in like the bad part of town, <laughs> there was the drinking ballads and murder ballads and drinking songs. And if you were like a young, upstanding teenager of Puritan New England 250 years ago or whatever, 200 years ago, you know, they, they, they wanted to sing that music that was happening down at the pub, but they also didn't want to get like excerpt, you know, they didn't <laughs> want to become ostracized and they were trying to still be good, like, you know, members of the society. So what they did is kind of interesting. They took the melodies to these drinking songs and murder ballads and they changed the words to Christian. They would take Christian poetry, mm -hmm. sacred poetry, and put it on the melody of these murder ballads. So it was like a way of singing the songs without getting in trouble. But it was also a way of singing, you know, they chose texts that were very beautiful and meaningful to them. And it was the church didn't really like it, but it was sort of okay with it. So they would do it. It was never happening as part of the services. It was always a social tradition. Okay. So it sort of exists in an interesting place in between, you know, it's very spiritual music because a lot of the songs are about death and they're very religious. But at the same time, it's very much a social tradition. And it was, mm -hmm. you know, there was something very important about that aspect of it. It was always done as a potluck. And it was a chance for teenagers to, young, not, it wasn't all teenagers, you know, adult, young adults and all, any, any age of adults, but people to come together um, and sing. And it's continued as a tradition and, um, and it moved west and south in Alabama and Georgia, oh, okay. where it's very part of the Baptist world there, and still a social thing on a Sunday, a Saturday, like a potluck. And then it be, there was a huge revival of it around across the North and part of the sort of hippie folk revival in the 70s <laughs> that my parents were part of. In fact, the first time I came to Boulder, yeah. it was with Larry Gordon and his group, Northern Harmony, ah. which is an amazing uh, you know group that does this music and does other kinds of folk choral music. And we came here to Boulder and played. It was like, I was probably 17 years old. And... Um, <laughs> And um, so, yeah, shape note music is cool. So, for, for example, there was a murder ballad that was like, My name is Captain Kidd as I sail, as I sail. It's a pirate song. Mm -hmm. And they changed it to, What wondrous love is this, oh my soul, oh my soul. What wondrous love is this, oh my soul. So it was this transformation. And then what they did is they wrote harmonies on the top and bottom without mm -hmm. having any musical training. So the music <laughs> is totally insane because the... The, it's like four-part harmony being sung really loud, by composed by people who had no training and who were just basically following their own ear. So it's this very, and it's very, it breaks all the rules of composition. So for, kind of for people in the sort of official European composing world, they were like, what is this primitive American <laughs> stuff? But it actually is very ahead of its time in a lot of like, 20th century, if you think about American minimalism, like Steve Reich, mm -hmm. Philip Glass, the drone of that really, to me, I hear that as an echo of shape note music. Mm. Even Kurt Cobain, the way he sings is very much, if you ah. listen to him on the um, Unplugged record, he's really in a shape note space. I don't know if he, I'm that sure. That is you know. a so really, wow. Like, it's a, it's a, there's a sonority that like, you know, that yeah. kind of strong, you know, reedy thing, which is so um, deep in the, the mountains here and in the world. I was wondering if you were going to do it when you did it. Oh, just yeah, now. I do. It's like. <laughs> I, yeah, I often, I will tonight, uh, You'll if you come tonight, okay. you'll hear that song I just played with the bonus yes. yell at the end. It's a little early in the morning for the yell, <laughs> so I, I'm going to wait till after 2 it's, p.m. It's very cool and very powerful on the album, and 
on the album, I mean, it's sustained for over 30 seconds. Is that real or did you <laughs> no, edit no, it that No, that's way? real. No doubt. Yeah. So I mean, you don't it's like my that. diving record requirement. Yeah. <laughs> but it must not require as much air as one would think. Well, it's about like control. I can give you a little one yeah, right yeah. now. <laughs> See, it'll be better tonight. If you come tonight, oh I'll get gosh. you a better one. Ah, what a preview. That was that's amazing. A, but it's, it's yeah, you say slow. Uh, you have to. It's like to control the out, the breath coming out a little yeah. bit slower. Yeah, very cool. Um, I can't wait. I'm going to be at the show tonight. Um, really wonderful. I'll also have an am- amazing bandmate, Chris Vadalaro, playing drums and electronics and keyboards tonight. And I think uh, the epic, the incredible trumpet player Shane yeah. Enzo might be even be gracing us with his presence as well. So it should be I fun tonight. Is there a trumpet on the album? I don't think I heard any. No, that's never stopped me in the past. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Um, one final thing is you live in the UK now, is that yes. right? Yes. Um, so I presume that you perform a lot over there, and I think at the end of your tour you're going over to um, and, the yeah, UK and Europe. After this. I'm curious, and maybe this isn't just in my head, I don't know, but um, our audiences, do they react to your music differently across the pond than they do here? That's a good question, I guess. Um, not too differently. I mean, the, the, you'd be surprised people, you know, have love all, like, especially in the last 10 years, people really listen, in terms of the folk song side of my mm-hmm. stuff, you know, people love those Alan Lomax field recordings, and you'll find... I'll do a concert in Italy and somebody will come up to me and start yeah. talking to me about, oh, yeah, that Doc Boggs, Bessie Jones thing. You do. Yeah. you know, they'll, they'll know the field recordings, you know, and mm-hmm. people are, and in England for sure. I mean, in England, one thing I will say is in England, people, have, there's much more of a tradition of like weird psychedelic versions of folk music. Like like yeah. in the 70s, there was the bands like Sea Span and Fairport Convention. And I heard on the radio that you guys had just playing before I came on, they were playing the Afa Rex mm-hmm. album of Olivia Cheney and the Decemberists. And you know, they're really, that's a real tribute to that era of the kind of 70s English. So, um, yeah, so they would sort of be, they would they would hear that connection for sure in yeah. England. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, all right, well, for our listeners who are just turning in, this is KGNU. We're listening to Sam Amadon, who's live in the studio with us tonight. He'll also be playing at Daniels Hall tonight um, at Swallow Hill. Uh, Patrick Detlefs, who is a local musician, will also be joining him. And you'll also be at E-Town on Sunday, which is great. So let's have one more song. Thank you so much for having me on the air. I'll do a banjo tune that I learned from the singing of the great Jeff Davis. shoes without our hat nothing in the world but knows to work on the rail Ooh, sugaroo shook sugaroo sugar in the cream shot how do you do just on the railroad far far road johnny come picking up the band Sailed across the ocean blue, work on the railroad. Rook sugaroo, shook sugaroo, sugar in the cream shot, how do you do? Just on the railroad, far, far, blue, Johnny come picking up the band. 
set out across the sea. Didn't expect sea for me. Work on the railroad. Sugar, shoot, sugar, sugar in the cream. How do you do? Just on the railroad, far for Johnny come picking on the banjo. Eighteen hundred and forty-four, I landed on the foreign shore. Didn't expect to see me more work on the railroad. Rug sugar, rug sugar, sugar, sugar in the cream. How do you do? Just on the railroad, far far Johnny come picking on the banjo. We'll take a ride. Here we go side by side. Here we go side by side. Johnny come picking on the banjo. Rook sugar, rook sugar, sugar, sugar on the green shot. How do you do? Just on the rare off of a root. Johnny come picking on the banjo. Rook sugar, rook sugar, sugar, sugar in the green shot. How do you do? Just on the rare off of a root. Johnny come picking on the banjo. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been Sam Amadon on KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. Catch him tonight at Swallow Hill, um, Daniels Hall, and at E-Town on Sunday. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you.